Blaze Radio Network. And now, Chewing the Fat with Jeff Fisher. So I usually start the show with a story, and then I welcome you to the show. And, uh, you know, then the show music plays, and then we get on with the show. Uh, so, and I wanted to thank uh, Postmaster Jeffy on Twitter. Uh, I don't know if it's a him, her, they, them, it. But uh, thank you, Postmaster Jeffy. They've taken it upon themselves to tweet under the hashtag chewing the fat headlines and then welcome people to chewing the fat and i thought well you know some of them are actually worth mentioning and some of the stories i've already done or they're already in the queue to do but uh, some of them i just let go (laughs) and uh so i just you know i would just say thank you i appreciate it and, uh, you know, here are the headlines. Here's just a couple of them to, uh, to make you, uh, to welcome you to the show. Twins born to Brazilian teen by two separate fathers. Welcome. Welcome to Chewing the Fat. <laughs> okay, that's not bad. Uh, Queen Elizabeth II skipped a private Paul McCartney concert to watch Twin Peaks. Welcome. Welcome to Chewing the Fat. Eh, Okay. Uh, Pearl necklaces made from semen are TikTok's hottest jewelry trend. Welcome. Welcome to Chewing the Fat. (laughs) That's, That's not bad. Okay, one more. One more. Speeding woman on cocaine kills drunk driver high on meth in Las Vegas. Welcome. Welcome to Chewing the Fat. I think the question of the day is, what happens if you don't? So I'm reading this story about a guy in Spain who had his leg amputated. And he got a letter saying, hey, uh, you need to come and uh, take care of uh, collecting and disposing of your limb. Uh, It's all up to you. If you don't come back and uh, take care of it, uh, we're going to charge you and we're going to fine you for taking care of it. It's all up to you. So apparently in Spain, it's up to the patient to take care of the removal and the uh, uh, disposal of the limb which they're all wound up about it now. And if you don't do that, then the hospital pays for it, charges you, and finds you for having to take care of it. Oh, okay. So what happens if you don't? I mean, sure, the hospital has it done and finds you. So, you know, I don't know, does the Spanish hospitals have military police? They come knocking for the money? Or do they just, you know, you just have a bad credit report? But here in America, for sure, the hospital takes care of all that, right? Because I wanted my knee. Uh, When I had a knee replacement uh, a while ago now, I wanted the knee. I asked, hey, just give me the knee because, you know, they cut it out, Um, you know, and then they bone cement the fake knee in and you're good to go. And it's just that simple. And so... uh, you know, but they would—they wouldn't let me have it. No, you can't keep the bones. It's against the law. We take it. You can't keep it. I really wanted my knee, um, 
I wanted to have to have the bones there. So in Spain, do you get to keep it? I mean, if you so you go pick it up so you don't get fined or get charged from the hospital, then is it just yours? And what's that up on the mantle? Oh, that's my leg. <laughs> I mean, not a lot of people are going to want to keep their, you know, amputated leg hanging around, but it's cheaper than, you know, letting the hospital take care of it and then getting fined. Just send somebody to go pick it up and then toss it in the trash somewhere. And again, what happens if you don't? If you have a limb amputated, then you go and pick it up. Do you have to show, if asked, documentation that you had it taken care of? So in that case, then you would just keep it at the house, right? You wouldn't throw it away. You wouldn't toss it in a dumpster. You'd just keep it on the fireplace mantle and have people... Did you ever get rid of your leg well it's right there on the fireplace mantle wow so i guess it kind of makes sense that we don't let patients keep their limbs uh, when they get them cut off here in america at least i don't think they wouldn't let me keep my knee i mean i'm guessing that that's probably true with other body parts that get removed is that you don't get to keep them uh you know sad as it is sorry no you can't keep your liver no, <laughs> no, we're going to have to cut off your toes. No, you don't get to keep them. I mean, it's not fun to think about, but I mean, it is kind of a thought, a good thing that we don't do what they're doing in Spain. And it sounds like they're going to make a change because it does seem, uh, does seem a little reprehensible, I guess would be the word I'm looking for. <laughs> but, uh, hey, uh, yeah, sure. We, excuse me. Yes. Uh, this is the hospital calling. Yeah. I've got your leg here that we cut off a couple of weeks ago. You only have a couple more days before we're going to get rid of it and we're going to charge you and we're going to fine you for having to take care of it. So if you want to, you know, hop on in here and pick up your leg, that'd be great. Thank you. Speaking of hopping on in here, remember a few weeks ago, we did the story about the uh, town in Australia where the people are under siege by a mob of kangaroos. And so the people are scared to even go out in the afternoons. And uh, they were, there's pictures of these uh, uh, lawns in neighborhoods where there's, you know, dozens of kangaroos in the lawn. People don't want to go out and mess with them because apparently kangaroos can be mean. And so they attack people. Now, they don't normally kill humans, but they do attack. And some of the male humans are not, uh, are not fun. Uh, <laughs> they're not fun. They uh, are, can be aggressive. They fight people with the same techniques that they use with each other. They use their short upper limbs to grapple with their opponent. They use their tails to take their body weight and then lash out with both of their powerful clawed hind legs. So you don't want none of that. <laughs> They're like four or five feet tall, you know, 150 pounds. Maybe some of them are, you know, 120 pounds, something like that. Still though, 120 pounds. Four and a half feet tall. You don't want none of that. Those things start hopping around, bopping on their tail, kicking you with those two hind legs. You don't want none of that. Well, apparently now there was a man who they claim was keeping uh, the kangaroo as a pet, as a pet. And uh, the kangaroo said, no, not anymore. And uh, so he uh, beat the crap out of the old man. Now, the 77-year-old man had serious injuries and they... 
he had believed to have been attacked a day earlier because police showed up and the kangaroo was not allowing them to come and look at the man and so they put him down yeah uh here little kangaroo move out of the way so we can help the human no okay and even with that they didn't get to the guy in time and uh he died of his injuries from the attack of the kangaroo now you know kangaroos are kind of protected in australia so according to this we haven't killed a human since 1936 oh okay and that guy died uh a few months after he'd been attacked by a kangaroo he was uh you know he had head injuries and uh you know even broken jaw <laughs> uh he was i guess the kangaroo was fighting with his dogs and uh he wasn't having none of that and so the kangaroo said fine you want to fight me let's go uh, that was a mistake for uh william crookashank in 1936 you know you don't want none of that you do not want none of the kangaroos okay you just don't now i guess you need a special permit to keep him as a pet which they claim this guy was doing they don't know whether he had a special permit or not but there are all kinds of legal restrictions on keeping uh native pets in australia so just remember be careful those of you listening to chewing the fat in australia keep your head on a swivel don't go out without some sort of walking stick that you can uh you know <laughs> tell those kangaroos to back off me <laughs> make sure you take a back off me stick with you at all times when you're out for a walk in australia that actually may not be a bad idea wherever you live but particularly as long as we're talking about this particular story i would you know make sure that that is a a, a must in australia but no matter where you're living these days it might not be a bad idea to just you know always have a back off me stick when you're out walking and that's just a helpful hint from chewing the fat all right let's go to the break room i need something cold to drink desperately oh darn it i missed it it was the premiere of wheel of fortune yesterday for those of you listening live today is the 13th of september 2020 2022 it's not why am i 2020 holy cow it is september 13th 2022 yesterday that makes yesterday the 12th which was the premiere of the new wheel of fortune the 40th season wow 40th season of wheel of fortune (laughs) And they're all premiering their new technology that they got from NASA on the Mars rover for their puzzle board, right? So where you, you know, they have the puzzle board up and Vanna walks back and forth and turns the, turns the letters around. And uh, now the puzzle board has been updated. It hasn't been updated like in 20 years. Remember, she used to uh, just have to go up and turn them manually. Oh my gosh the dark ages and then uh you had to uh i think she just had to touch the side of the screen uh that they were separate television monitors now it's uh one big puzzle board with a single led screen and two sensors that detect movement so she just has to move her hand close to the square and it lights up (laughs) 
<laughs> I don't know if Anna working too hard. Uh, no, you can't have that. You can't have her uh, going up there and, and actually having to touch the screen. Oh, my gosh. I mean, <laughs> the 40 seasons. 40 seasons of Wheel of Fortune. Just amazing. So I guess congratulations is in order to Brian Stelter, who is going to be joining the Shorenstein Center on Media, Politics, and Public Policy at Harvard's Kennedy School this fall. Man, how the mighty have fallen. And I'm talking about Harvard, not Brian Stelter. <laughs> he gets the boot from CNN, and then he's going to go and do classes at Harvard, which some of them are going to be streamed. So we will get to see some of the greatness of uh, Brian Stelter. This fall, he's going to be at the Walter Shorenstein Media and Democracy Fellow uh, convening discussion, some of which will be live streamed. Uh, Grateful to at Nancy Gibbs and her team for the home. Yeah, Nancy, that's that's a great move on your part. Plus, not only you talk about the mighty have fallen for Harvard, we remember de Blasio is going to be teaching there too. Oh my gosh. We got Brian Stelter and Brian de Blasio at the Harvard Kennedy school as well. Um, he is going to be teaching. Uh, what is he going to be doing? He's going to be teaching, uh, at both the Harvard TH Chan school of public health and Institute of politics. Oh, that's great. <laughs> his courses this is de blasio now his courses will be on what he sees as his two greatest accomplishments leading the city through a covid 19 pandemic and implementing universal pre-k wow at the public health school he will be conducting one-on-one mentoring sessions oh yeah where he can impart his political acumen on students won't that be great won't that be great I mean hello that's just oh agonizing agonizing hey it's fashion week it's been going on all week in New York I you know you know me I am fashion uh, I've been called that many times and uh, it's true I am fashion I'd like to say congratulations to Ella M. Off, who, you know, bared her breast, I'm guessing accidentally, <laughs> uh, on the runway at uh, Fashion Week. And you say to yourself, Ella M. Hoff, wow, I really haven't heard of her. Is she a, she a gorgeous, beautiful model? Well, she's the vice president's stepdaughter. Ella M. Hoff is the vice president's stepdaughter. Now, if you haven't seen the 23-year-old trendsetter she was uh, she was on the runway and at the un plaza in a sheer green top that left one of her breasts exposed now you know it's fashion week big deal right i mean so what oh my gosh but uh i will say that it got her stepmom uh, a few jobs by doing that and uh to be honest i'm looking at uh, ella walking down the old uh the old fashion week runway and um, it really really is uh, I don't know not that great 
But, you know, again, it's just me. Look, she signed a deal with IMG. I remember her signing the deal back in 2021. And she's, you know, her mom is, uh, her mom, I think, is, uh, you know, has her real mom, not the stepmom, not the vice president, Doug's first wife, uh, father to his children, uh, the second man. I'm sorry, the second gentleman. Uh, <laughs> uh, Kamala's husband, his first wife, that's where this kid is from. Uh, she, I think, is in the fashion industry too. So, I mean, she's got, she's got, open, the doors have been opened for Ella to uh, get some deals with some of the, uh, some of the modeling uh, world. I know she has a campaign at uh, the fashion brand Mulberry where they've, you know, she's had her face painted on the mural and she's a big part of that. And she, you know, she sells some of her stuff online. She graduated from the New Schools Parsons School of Design, who crafts her own quirky. Yeah, I, I, hello. Thank you. And uh, she's got her own little stuff that she tries to hawk online too. So, and congratulations. Well, I'm, I'm, you know what? I was going to make fun of Ella just showing her breast. You know, the apple doesn't fall far from the stepmom tree apparently doesn't fall far from the real mom's tree but uh you know what it's fashion week and you got to get ahead so i'm sure it's staying in in true form with the family when you want to get ahead how do you do it well at the very least you bury your breasts i see uh my girl Brittany is back at it uh, posting uh, naked uh, selfies of herself uh, in the mirror to her 42 million followers on instagram uh, just over a million likes, though, on that pic, though. She's got a heart over her rear end. But, uh, you know, still, hello. I mean, I follow her on Instagram. Back off me. But she also said uh, that, hey, uh, she uh, said that uh, she's frustrated with the work she put out during her 13-year conservatorship, including the promotional photos taken of her, as well as her mu music videos, only one of which she says she liked from that period. I'll be honest, in the beginning 13 years of the conservatorship, I like eight videos. I only like one uh, of the conservatorship, like eight videos. I only like one. Work bitch, the most offensive so-called professional pictures on every tour. Uh, I mean, they could have at least cheated and retouched them for me. Just saying. Two-day shoots for new show in Vegas, literally the worst ever. And me excited for the pictures for five months on tour. They never showed me any. I'd rather quit in my pool and shoot photos of myself in studios over working with the most offensive people in my life. I'm not happy. I wasn't happy with the dancers or the team that hired to be on stage with her. I'm pretty traumatized for life. And yes, I'm pissed as... And no, I won't probably perform again. I just because I'm stubborn and I'll make my point. No, I won't probably perform again. Britney Spears. <laughs> no, I won't probably perform again. Britney Spears. <laughs> can we quote you on that, Brit? Yes, yes, you can. I mean, if if these artists like Elton are going to bail her out. And make a couple of montage hits with her and so she can have some extra money to go, you know, go to Hawaii. Good for her. She doesn't need to do anything new. She just puts some stuff together with Elton and he'll make it a hit. I'm sorry, Brittany will make it a hit too. And then she doesn't have to worry about it. And she can go out and be quoted that, uh, you know, 
I won't. I'm sorry, I want to quote her completely. I'm pissed as F. And no, I won't probably perform again. So. And no, I won't probably perform again. Just because I'm stubborn. And I will make my point. (laughs) Okay. All right. For those of you that didn't catch uh, Monday Night Football last night as uh, Russell Wilson made his uh, return to Seattle with the Denver Broncos as they were taking on uh, the Seattle Seahawks for Monday night, it was really strange that they would do that on the first game of the season. I will say I did catch a little bit of uh, Troy Aikman and Joe Buck uh, calling the Monday night game, and I went over to Peyton and Eli on ESPN2. And, um, I, you know, uh, we can, I'll review that later, but I will say that Peyton did say that, uh, he was surprised that they did this on the first week as well. And I, I agree a hundred percent. I couldn't believe that they would shove this down, uh, down the players throats and the fans throats and the team's throats. The first game after he left, uh, Seattle under, uh, you know, a cloud of, uh, FUs. It uh, just seems like uh, the NFL is looking for a little, eh, a little extra push. Eh, maybe they got it. Good for them. But the Emmys, the Emmys were taking place as well. So congratulations to all the winners of the Emmys. Uh, the best drama series winner, Succession on HBO. Congratulations. Well worth it. I mean, it's a great show. Uh, there was a, it was up against some great shows as well. But Succession was awesome, no doubt about that. Uh, the best actress in a drama series, Zendaya for Euphoria. Uh, congratulations. I was, she was up against a few big ones as well. Uh, best actor in a drama series, Ali Jungjae from Squid Game. And he was awesome, no doubt about it. Squid Game was really, really good. If you haven't seen it on Netflix... You should watch it, no doubt about it. But he's up against a couple of succession actors and Jason Bateman for Ozark and Bob Odenkirk for Better Call Saul. That was his last season. I mean, it's some big names. <laughs> uh, best Supporting Actress in a Drama Series, Julia Garner in Ozark, of course. She was great uh, in that series. Uh, best Supporting Actor in a Drama Series, Succession, Matthew McFadden. Yeah, he was great. Uh, no, no doubt. I mean, there were a couple of, uh, succession actors up for best supporting actor in a drama series, best comedy series goes to Ted Lasso on Apple. Now I'll tell you what, this is a tough one because, uh, hacks on HBO max was really good. Only murders in the building on Hulu were really good. They kind of got the, the boot nobody gave them anything i mean i i thought only murders would do better but you know again what do i know but they gave the best comedy series to ted lasso best actress in a comedy series went to gene smart for hacks well deserved hacks on hbo really good really funny well written a best actor in a comedy series oh this is well they'll make it up to steve martin and or martin short nope let's give it let's give it to uh, ted lasso again oh Okay, so I mean, what they, it actually, in my view, would have been well suited to give Steve Martin and Martin Short 
both the award for best actor in a comedy series. Just call it a tie. They were both really good in Only Murders in the Building. Uh, best Supporting Actress in a Comedy Series, Cheryl Lee Ralph in Abbott Elementary. Uh, that's on the regular network. I mean, oof, I don't know about that one. But, you know, everybody's rambling about it. Abbott Elementary, how great it is. Uh, then we have a Best Supporting Actor in a Comedy Series. Let's give it to Ted Lasso again. Yay. And uh, White Lotus won Best Limited or Anthology Series. Best Actress in a Limited Series, Movie or Anthology. The Dropout with Amanda Seyfried as the winner. Best Actor in a Limited Series, Movie or Anthology. Michael Keaton, Dope Sick. So congratulations to all the winners on the big night. Big night in the Emmys. Did I... Did I miss the supporting actor? Yeah, Brett Colson and Ted Lasso. Nope, I got them all. So congratulations to all the winners and all the shows. And gosh darn it, it was just it was just worth it to be nominated, wasn't it? Yes, it was. <laughs> and I saw some people. Okay, so there were a couple things that happened. Uh, one award, Jimmy Kimmel... Well, was, uh, I guess he was the presenter and then, uh, he just laid down on stage and they were pissed that Jimmy Kimmel laid down on stage. That's white privilege. That's white privilege. And it's excessive. He just laid down on stage and tried to take away from her win. Uh, when she was asked about it, uh, after the, after this, after the award, and it was Quinta Brunson from Abbott Elementary. And she, you know, the people were, that's a white, white privilege. And, and uh, Quinta was like, uh, it was just Jimmy Kimmel. I was uh, accepting the award. He was trying to be funny. He's, uh, you know, he's a comedian. And I'm going to be on his show in the middle of the week. Maybe I'll feel different land. But right now, let's talk about me. So she handled it great. And of course, it was just a joke, white privilege bullcrap. And then they, uh, then they got, the people were pissed that uh, the Emmys did their memoriam segment. The Emmys, who died this year? And uh, they, they, their pissed people are saying that they snubbed the queen. Uh, the queen wasn't part of the Emmys. <laughs> uh, come on now. Are you kidding me? You're going to be pissed that they snubbed the queen at the Emmys? in the in memoriam section uh no uh sorry that's all the queen was portrayed in the crown and that scored 63 nominations and 21 21 wins so she should have been recognized okay all right no problem i don't know if the emmys has responded i'm sure they've apologized and talked about what a sad uh, time it is in the world that the queen, the, the cherished mother of the United Kingdom has passed away and we apologize and we'll try to never let it happen again. That would not surprise me one bit. And I guess congratulations are in order to Fox. Uh, they claimed that the Alabama-Texas game was the most streamed regular season football game in the media company's history, including college football and NFL. So congratulations. I mean, uh, I mean, it was a huge game and I don't, I mean, I don't know if you're a college football fan, you were watching that game. 
uh, coming to you out of Austin, Texas, the University of Texas Stadium. Uh, but they claim, and I, I'd like to—I'm not sure how they're <laughs> how they're locking this down because, uh, well, Alabama obviously is not number one now after that game. They went back to Georgia, but uh, they claim. Let's see, the week two game between the Crimson Tide and the Longhorns was the most streamed regular season football game in the media company's history, including college football and the NFL. All right, well, congratulations, because I'm not sure what all that means. Uh, most streamed it doesn't necessarily mean that more was the most watched game, right? It means uh, it's just they all try to be get number one. And I, you know what? Congratulations to Fox. Uh, congratulations. <laughs> Well, who died today? Who died today? Uh, we do have some uh, people other than the people that they, uh, you know, snubbed like the queen at the Emmys. Uh, photographer William Klein, famous for street scenes, but also fashion, has died at the age of 96 in his adopted city of Paris. William Klein uh, was told uh, by one of his mentors, hey, get out of galleries, look at the buildings, go out onto the streets, and that's exactly what he did. Became one of the most influential photographers of his generation. And uh, he's got pictures you know, from cities of New York, Paris, Tokyo, and Moscow. I'm sure that you've seen his work, no question about it. So William Klein, dead at the age of 96. Rapper PNB. <laughs> PNB dead I know he was only 30 he was shot in front of his girlfriend Stephanie as they ate lunch on Monday at Roscoe's Chicken and Waffles uh, uh, PNB dead at the age of 30 I don't know uh, I just you know I don't know what to tell you the Los Angeles P Police Department did not name the rapper but said in a news briefing shared by Fox LA on Monday that the victim was sitting at a table eating with a female witness when he was approached by a suspect, pulled out a gun, demanded his property, then uh, shot him several times. Wow. Sad. Sad, sad, sad. That is happening uh, for all over uh, the country, not just for rapper PNB. And speaking of rappers, I see where uh, a Las Vegas podcast uh, has offered $100,000 to find who killed Tupac. I know, my man Tupac. Uh, you know, he was, today, today, the 13th of September, 2022, marks 26 years since the death of Tupac. And uh, he was hit by four bullets in a drive-by shooting at an intersection a block off the Vegas Strip while leaving a Mike Tyson fight at the MGM Grand. He died in the hospital. He was 25 years of age. So the Problem Solver Show and the Action Junkies podcast are now offering $100,000 for the arrest and conviction of Tupac's killers. All right, well, good luck. Good luck. I hope they... 
I hope they, I hope that happens. I hope they happen. If anyone has any information, can contact the Problem Solver Show at 702-999-11111. Yeah, 1111. Yeah, (laughs) just dial. And, or you can call anonymous hotline, 1-833-TIPS-CASH. 1-833-TIPS-CASH or 847-7227. So, okay. Uh, they were already offering $5,000. Uh, they're looking for uh, finding additional remains at Lake Mead. So this show's got some money. I don't know where they're getting it from, but good for them. Because, uh, I mean, maybe they're just planning on nobody coming forward. So, you know, maybe they just, we could just offer $100,000. and we'll give, Somebody will talk about us. The fat man from Texas on Chewing the Fat will mention us. Give us a promotion. And we don't ever have to come up with the cash. Maybe that's what, what it is. But, uh, you know, they're, they're, they're offering it. So it's out there. Good for them. <laughs> Good luck. Hey, if you know who killed Tupac and you need the extra hundred grand, I mean, you might, uh, you might turn them in. I mean, I gave you the tip line that you can call and it's anonymous. <laughs> There's no way that they have any kind of, any kind of way of knowing who calls that line. So just call us and be anonymous. And you, I'm, sh- I'm sure that they'll let you collect the $100,000 anonymously. Right. And good luck to the people in Minnesota who uh, may be on the who died today list and might not have had this not happened. 15,000 Minnesota nurses uh, are in a three-day strike. Uh, the weekend talks uh, failed to produce contract agreements. So union leaders say uh, this is the largest private sector nurses strike in U.S. history. It covers workers at 15 hospitals, including eight of the 10 largest in the Twin Cities area. Wow. Uh, a prolonged contract dispute between Minnesota Nurses Association and hospital system, systems planned, uh, you know, prompted the strike. Nurses are pushing for roughly 30% wage increase over three years, citing pandemic burnout and staffing shortages. Hospitals, which offered closer to 11%, say they can't afford what the union asks for. Wow. I mean, holy cow, this is not good. (laughs) We need our nurses desperately. And and I, I get it. So what happens now? Do the hospitals just close if they don't have the nurses? Because the doctors, uh, you know, the doctors are great, but they are, they're great because of the nurses. I know, you, you know, I have nurses in my life, right? <laughs> no doubt about that. Uh, the doctors are great, but they certainly are only great because of the nurses. I know you're welcome nurses. I'm on your side, but uh, I love the idea that, uh, you know, they want the, you know, pandemic burnout, staffing shortages. I mean, that's true almost at every business around the country now, maybe even around the world. I mean, I was just talking to someone just a day earlier this morning about the very same thing. And so I don't know how you get around it anymore. I really don't. And I I just, you know, good luck to the nurses in Minnesota. Uh, Good luck to the people that need nurses in Minnesota but won't have them. Uh, Nurses, many of them uh, do it as a as a calling 
not just to make money. And so it's difficult for them to walk away in a time like this. But sometimes you have to stand up for what you're worth. So, I mean, good luck. I hope it works out for you. I, you know, I hope you do. I hope you get what you... I hope you get what you need. It's not as if, now see, the thing is, it's not as if the hospitals aren't making any money. I know I see some really nice new hospitals here in the DFW area that are all nice, new, and beautiful. So somebody has some money somewhere. But that's not Minnesota. So good luck. Good luck to the nurses in Minnesota. And good luck to R. Kelly. His uh, his trial in Chicago uh, goes to the jury there. It should be deliberating as we speak. I don't know how long it will take them to deliberate, uh, the charges of child pornography and of rigging his 2008 state child pornography trial. Okay. So <laughs> we'll see. Uh, he was called, I mean, he's been called a sexual predator, and he's abused many girls over the years. And they've tried to get it out of Chicago. They said that uh, he complained, his attorneys complained uh, that it should be a mistrial because the closing arguments by the attorneys uh, were grounded in the presumption that the world now knows Mr. Kelly is a sexual predator. That should be, you know, he's supposed to be uh, presumed innocent. So the presumption of innocence has completely been abolished. I mean, that's what you're supposed to do. So we'll see what happens in that R. Kelly trial. My guess is uh, they will find him guilty again. And good luck to Alex Jones, who has begun to set his start his trial again, the second trial. Uh, wow. This case... Uh, in Connecticut, the jury will hear evidence and return a verdict solely on the question what compensation Jones owes the family of the nine victims for years of harassments and threats they say they suffered from his broadcast ass- assertions that the school massacre was a hoax intended to increase support for gun control. So, we'll see. I mean, the jury awarded nearly $50 million earlier. What are they going to award here uh, it's going to be a lot. It's going to be a lot. So we'll see. Maybe Alex, I don't know how much Alex buried out back, but <laughs> well, let's hope it's enough to keep him alive. I don't want him to die without any money. I'm sure it looks like he's doing okay now. He's not missing any meals. So I don't know how much money he's buried out back and how much he's going to have to pay the Sandy Hook survivors, but, uh, you know, he's going to have to. And it's pretty sad, actually. The whole thing is just really sad. And it's just sad. I'm just going to leave it at that. It's just sad. Because uh, if I say more, who knows, I may be getting sued. And I don't want that to happen. <laughs> I do not want... No, I don't think it was fake, okay? Shut up. That's not what I'm talking about. Uh, that's not what I'm talking about at all. So, uh, you know what? That's it. I'm just going to leave you with a joke of the day, okay? I guess it's almost Halloween. I keep seeing it's almost Halloween, but I mean, it's a month and a half away. So it's not almost Halloween, but okay, if you say so. I mean, I did see a funny picture of Windsor Castle with one of those big banners on it, the Spirit of Halloween banners. You know how the they come in and they take over a store that's been closed? 
And uh, there's a picture of Windsor Castle with the Spirit of Halloween banner hanging off of the top with the caption, and they move fast. (laughs) After the queen died? Come on now. That's funny. That's funny business. Uh, In the same caption, the same person that's sending me these jokes uh, says, uh, uh, Queen Elizabeth II, I have information that will result in in the arrest of Hillary Clinton. The queen dies. Uh, <laughs> so is she just another one on the Clinton list? I don't know. I don't know that. I mean, I'm guessing not, but, you know, I guess that's what that person was trying to trying to say. So I'll leave you with, uh, you know, the joke of the day. All right, just for you. Joke of the day. It's almost Halloween. This was sent to me at uh, chewingthefatattheblaze.com. You can send me anything you want. Chewingthefat at theblaze.com is the email address. You can follow me on Twitter at JeffyJFR. Instagram and Facebook is Jeff Fisher Radio. YouTube is Chewing the Fat with Jeff Fisher. Cameo at JeffyJFR. So just smile as you go through the day and think to yourself, how do you tell a female ghost from a male ghost? I don't know, Jeff. How do you tell a female ghost from a male ghost? They're boobies. <laughs> You're welcome. You're welcome. <laughs> Stream and subscribe to more Blaze Media content at theblaze.com slash podcasts.